You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. And today we have a very special guest with us. We're we're always looking for people um, just throughout the connection um, and just throughout the world who uh, do really, really cool things. And and today we have Deaconess Linda uh, Tucker with us, who um, is the owner slash caffeine dealer at T3 Roasters. Linda, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I I have got to get a better business card. Caffeine dealer is probably the best <laughs> title I've heard in a long time. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, and and what you do. Yeah, so um, I I always tell people I'm originally from North Carolina. Um, I grew up in Texas, and I've lived here in Oklahoma for um, 15 years now. So this is kind of our home. Um, my husband Gary and I—we've been married for 18 years. Um, we and we have um, a seven-year-old daughter, and so we are—we um, are your coffee dealers and, and your coffee family. So um, before before I got into this, I did. I spent 18 years serving in youth ministry, uh, both in Texas and Oklahoma. And then I spent um, quite a few couple years after that doing um, community outreach and chaplaincy and um, grief support and things like that. So I've kind of been all over the place (laughs) over the years and never really imagined that I would end up in the coffee business. Um, But that's where, where we have landed now. So, um, and I, I graduated from Phillips uh, Theological Seminary um, in 2019 with my with my MDiv, and you know, 2019 was a great year, and then 2020 hit, and things just happened, and um, the world just changed, and that is when our coffee business kind of hit the ground running. So it kind of started as as a hobby. Um, I actually didn't wasn't a coffee drinker at that time. Um, now I. I love a great cup of coffee but uh, it was it was Gary's hobby and it just kind of snowballed into what it is today and I love that um, you know the opportunities that that it presents itself um, as a deaconess that is my official uh, ministry um, setting is is coffee and the way that coffee really just um, brings people to the table and opens up conversations and and ways to to serve our community both um, locally here where we are and then globally around the world so that's kind of what what we're into these days that's awesome one i i find it fascinating that you weren't weren't a coffee drinker uh until you <laughs> tested your own product right <laughs> yeah <laughs> but a good coffee coffee makes a difference um but really too leaning into that um in into your call as a deaconess and bringing people together and and coffee doing that right mm-hmm. um i don't know that there's any any context across really the world that coffee clutches and coffee groups and in just small gatherings of people coming together over a cup of coffee isn't a thing 
right? Yeah. Like it's, it is a part of maybe global, global culture in some ways or in a lot of yeah. ways. And I think what's really interesting about that is, you know, I can see even not being a coffee drinker, um, coffee has always been a staple. Like when I look back on my life, you know, so when I was in high school, we were the kids that, you know, the, our youth pastor probably hated us because he, you know, he'd kick us out of the church because we just never wanted to leave. So we would leave church and go hang out at the local Starbucks and just kind of hang out and continue our conversations. And when I got to college, you know, the coffee shop is where you went for study groups and, to build new relationships and go on first dates. And, um, you know, then even later on in life, after I had my daughter, like the coffee shop was where I'd go hang out with other moms and we'd meet our, each other's babies. And, um, you know, and when people are in, you know, other seasons of life, grief and mourning, you know, when there's a loss, you, you go have a cup of coffee because there's just something comforting about that um, and about that environment and that atmosphere. And even if it's not a cup of coffee, if it's a cup of tea or just something, just something warm that just brings people together over that cup, whatever is in it, um, it's really powerful and really sacred and, and love that that's what, you know, what we get to do every day. Yeah, I loved how uh, in the little uh, kind of the blurb that you sent us, uh, I loved how you wrote that you created a blend because the coffee at the church wasn't all that great. And and I can <laughs> attest, like I've been in churches where the coffee was just like, no, like I I, I, I can't, like I just can't on Sunday morning. No, like I, I will go either grab something from somewhere else or I'll make it myself um, uh, and have definitely, uh, I, I'm glad you're willing to do that for churches or have that available for them because man, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't, there's no way Folgers just needs to go. Like it should just be banned. Like it, I think it does harm. Like I just do, <laughs> uh, not that, you know, there are people that love it and I, you know, uh, more power to you, but man, like I just, uh, for me, a good cup of coffee is being able to taste all the, the notes in it. And that's something that I've learned over the last few years, um, uh, being at various coffee shops, uh, you know, all over Oklahoma and now, uh, getting to explore new ones in Colorado, um, I always, I always like to ask certain questions like, you know, like, do you, do you know what, what's in your coffee? Like what, you know, those things. And, and you know, one of the things you know, you who have, roasted your coffee, where yeah, your beans came from. Yeah. Um, or what altitude they came from, because mm -hmm. the higher the altitude, the less likely they use incesticides and like, mm -hmm. like having that kind of knowledge is kind of cool, but I also feel kind of like, I know I'm a coffee snob just as much as I am a, a craft brew snob. Um, but you talk about, uh, your, um, you strive to use uh, your voice to educate the community on social justice and issues surrounding uh, the coffee trade. You know, what are some things that, you know, you'd be glad to share with our listeners uh, thinking about that? Yeah. So there's a whole lot that goes into coffee. And like you said, people just don't, don't think about it. It's always on the shelf whenever you go to the store. So you just, you just grab it. Um, and, you know, like you said, Matt, churches are just stereotypically known for bad coffee. Um, and that is a poor outpouring of hospitality, in my opinion. Um, and that's a whole whole other thing. And just kind of the backstory for people that that don't know that that part of it. So our very first coffee blend that we ever created as T or even before T3 was when Gary was just roasting as a hobby was it's called our Sunday morning blend. And he legitly made it because he got tired of drinking bad coffee at at church on Sunday morning. And this was, you know, pre-COVID when people were gathering. And what he was noticing was that people were actually go, like leaving the church and going other places and then bringing their coffee in for worship and missing out on that, that, that really sacred time in the church. So he said, I'm going to create a coffee. I'm going to call it Sunday morning blend. We're going to drink it at Sunday mornings. It was intended just for our church really to kind of bring people together. Um, 
And now we're able to share that. That's one of our most popular blends. That's one of our signature blends. Um, one of the things that we get to do is we get to supply coffee wholesale to, to any place that has a coffee pot. So we get to, um, there's there's a lot of churches around Oklahoma that are serving Sunday morning blend on, on Sunday morning and has actually seen um, in attendance increase actually because of that. So that's a whole other thing that, that we can get into. But, you know, as far as coffee, like I said, people don't really think about coffee and, and where it comes from. And I think it's really important to know um, there's a lot of, of child labor. There's a lot of exploitation. There's just a lot of unfair, injustice practices within, within the coffee trade. And so one thing that's really important for us is we do direct trade. Um, all of our beans are specialty grade coffee direct trade from the farmers. So we can, by doing that, we can ensure that our farmers are getting not only um, a fair price, but a, but, a, but a living wage, not only to support their farm, but their entire community and their, their entire family. And so we've got some great partners that we're working with um, on that front. And, you know, one of, one of the coolest coffees that we have that I love is we have our La Morena, which is a coffee from Guatemala. It's grown exclusively by, by a co-op of women farmers. Um, and, a, and a portion of that coffee supports gender equality in the coffee trade. Um, because most of our coffee growing communities are, um, you know, str struggling communities. And then also being a woman within that is a struggle as well. So um, so our Guatemalan coffee is grown exclusively by, by women farmers. Um, but, you know, what's really great is our partners on the ground working with those women. Um, it actually started with a group of 23 women that came together to, to work on their farms. And um, our partners not only help them produce their their crop, but teach them techniques on how to take care of the land, how to have a better production, how to increase their production. And, and over the years, that program has grown um, significantly. And so after a couple years of doing this, you know, people started asking the question, well, okay, like we see that there was a need for women farmers and, and we're able to come in here and do this, but what else, what else do these communities need? How else can we help? And so one of the things is child labor is, is huge in a lot of these coffee communities. Um, and one thing that we don't realize is a lot of the schools are closed during harvest season, um, you know, for, for a purpose. And so these, these coffee farmers don't have anywhere for their children to go. So their children end up going out to the farms with them. We all know what it's like to be a parent and you know, school closes and you got to do something with your kids. So you just take them with you. They end up working in the coffee farm. Um, so our partners were able to come up with a program called Coffee Kindergarten, um, which is a program for the children of coffee farmers for giving these children a safe place to go, meals to eat, um, giving them social interaction and continuing their education during the seasons, during harvest season when school's not in session. So these children are not out in the coffee farms, um, on the coffee fields. Um, that's been a really successful program. So then they started asking other questions. Who else can we help? What else is going on in these communities? Well, there's more than just women farmers, there's women artisans as well. And so our partners were able to, to get together with a group of women artisans and they uh, designed a custom bracelet um, from Guatemala. They were able to purchase uh, enough to be able to kickstart a business. And now you can go and purchase one of those bracelets. Um, it's actually really great. It's, it's, um, it's the La Morena bracelet. Um, it actually tells the story of the coffee bean. It goes through through the journey of the coffee bean with all, with all the different colors. So, you know, coffee is a fruit. Um, it's actually the seed of a fruit for people that don't know that it grows on, on a tree and it comes in a little red cherry. And the coffee beans are actually the seed inside. So it starts as the red cherry. Once the seed comes out, um, it's dried and, and processed and that's it, it becomes green. Um, those little seeds are green. And so as a roaster, when we receive those beans, 
we read the, they're, they're, they're green. Uh, people always say, you know, oh, your coffee roaster, your house must smell amazing all the time. So green coffee does not smell anything like the, the coffee bean that we're used to drinking in our cup. I mean, it actually has a very um, grassy and almost a hay-like smell to it, depending on the bean and the region, but it really doesn't smell that great. Um, it's actually not until the last like two or three minutes of the roast that you actually start to get that, that coffee aroma that comes out. But then in that process, the coffee goes from the green bean um, through the, the roasting process to the brown. So, you know, you have those colors of the reds and the greens and the ambers and, and the browns is the full transformation of, of the coffee bean. And so, um, so yeah, so, you know, you know, with, with, with our projects and with our partners and with these communities, we're not just purchasing coffee beans, we're really impacting an entire community and, and ensuring their, their livelihood and their future as well. I thought you were going to say something, Matt. Uh, so did I. I, well, I and, and I was I was just mesmerized. I just like, um, you know, that, I think that's stuff that that people need to hear, um, and that, um, you know, I know, like in in a lot of Methodist churches, you'll see where they have the fair trade, you know, stuff, and 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 that's kind of helped. That's kind of I know for me, that's what started my process of understanding that like where coffee comes from, uh, and like some of the struggles that come with that, um, and. Um, I think that that's viable to know, like, it, it'd be really cool, or, you know, if you, if you wanted to raise a ruckus in your church, ask them, do you know where your coffee beans come from and what kind of harm may be done, uh, with, uh, the coffee beans that you all choose to use on Sunday morning, you know, and, um, it, it, I think it could lead to some really good conversation. I think it's a great place to, to, you know, what a better place to do it, uh, than, having it around a cup of coffee, which is usually the primary conversational place, uh, in most churches. Um, you know, our church has a, um, our church has a little coffee shop that the youth run. And, um, you know, it's been fun to listen to my children learn how to do different things with, uh, beans. Uh, and I'm excited. Um, I haven't had anything that they've made yet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I think that it is something that can bring us together, not just, sitting around the table, but also having that connection to the farms. And like, I think that that's a really great way to bring that awareness into, you know, congregations as you, or, you know, places wherever your coffee is served um, to, to highlight that. Um, and, and to be aware of that is, is definitely a, a great uh, ministry and way to share, um, share kind of knowledge of what's going on around the world. And I think especially now, you know, people, at least here in my community, there's a big push for, you know, shopping small and buying local and, and knowing where your food comes from, right? And so there's a difference between getting a beef patty from, you know, your local fast food versus getting a meat patty from your local farmer where you actually like know the name of the cow where that, that came from. And so that's kind of the same concept within coffee. And, you know, coffee is like anything else. There's, there's a, a commercial grade and there's, you know, specialty grade. And so um, I always encourage people, like you said, Matt, to know, you know, ask the question, where do your beans come from? Who, who roasted your beans? Um, are they, and there's also a big distinction between fair trade and direct trade as well. And so I always encourage people to look into that. Um, because sometimes, you know, getting fair trade beans, it sounds really great. And it's, it's, it's a good thing, but sometimes it's not always the best thing as well. So um, I always encourage those conversations. Well, and, and that's the thing we've been, well, not we, it seems like over the last 
handful of years, we've been asking more and more intentional questions about where does our stuff come from? Uh, and especially in circles um, like we run in and that, that tend to be trying to be more social justice oriented, right? In when we ask those questions, where does our where does our coffee come from? Where does our food come from? Where do our clothes come from? Um, we have to listen to the answer, right? And and you're exactly right. Fair trade sounds great. That's that's been a great label that we've put on things for a while, um, but doesn't always mean the same thing. Uh, it doesn't always mean what we think it means, uh, or to the extent that we think it means. And so, yeah, asking those questions leads into the deeper conversation of what else? What else do we need to be asking questions? What else do we need to be seeking, um, you know, justice for? And and if we're going to preach and teach about this at a church, right, um, we got to live into it. And, uh, you know, it's a practice what we preach type of a thing. And what an easy way to start with in coffee. Yeah. Uh, the thing that many, 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 many of us uh, dread and enjoy about <laughs> Sunday mornings. <laughs> I am thankful to be in a place that uh, they make the coffee well enough that it will stain your cup before it gets cold, uh, <laughs> which is wonderful. Uh, it keeps you keeps you going on a Sunday morning. But um, yeah, I mean, there's just there's just a lot of love and hope poured into a cup of coffee and the fellowship and conversation that happens around it. And, and it does that. That's the important question of where does it come from? How do we get it? And how do we make sure that that love and grace is extending outwards into those communities and, and how this thing that we take advantage of and privilege in uh, a cup of coffee is actually helping people in a lot of ways. Yeah. I love, I love that work. Um, be super shameless for, for us for a minute. Where can we get your coffee? So, um, if you're in the Oklahoma area, so we are in, in SkyTech and we sell in a lot of retail locations and supply coffee shops, businesses, churches, all that kind of stuff. Um, we actually, this year we'll be moving to Collinsville for anybody that knows where that is. And um, we have just, um, we're in the process of doing a complete restoration on um, a building in the historic downtown area to be able to move our roastery and, and help us grow. So we're super excited about that. But we also have a website. It's t3coffeeco.com. Um, you can check us out there. We ship nationwide. So we do everything from 12 ounce bags that you serve in your kitchen to 50 pound bulk containers um, for people that, you know, businesses and coffee shops that go through hundreds of pounds of coffee a week. Um, we can, we can do it. We do both whole bean and ground. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of a big thing. Um, some of the fun things that we get to do, like I said, our retail, our wholesale, any place that has, has a coffee shop or ha coffee machine, we can, we can supply to. Um, we also do a lot of fundraising. We have a, a coffee fundraising program, which is another way that we get to give back to our community. And our groups actually get to um, design a custom label and name their own coffee that they get to go out and sell. Um, and we have some groups that are doing some amazing things with their coffee fundraisers. Um, we'll work with anybody that wants to raise money, um, whether it's you know churches sending kids to camp, um, vacation Bible schools, sports teams, um, schools, anything like that. We actually had one group, um, we're, we're starting to get into, uh, we had a group do a mission project with a coffee fundraiser during COVID, which I think was the most amazing thing. It was a church that they were wanting to serve their community and, and go out and help, but it was COVID. And so think people were kind of stuck at home. And so they were trying to think outside of the box and, and ways that they can do that. And so they started selling our coffee and, um, 
what they did is they picked uh, some different organizations um, locally, both locally and globally. Um, and the, all of the proceeds that they collected from that fundraiser went directly to those organizations. And then we were able to highlight them on our on their sale, on our bags. Um, one of the coffees they sold was our La Morena coffee, which we talked about, and that their church actually had a mission, a medical mission that helped women and children in Guatemala. And so they were able to send all the proceeds of that um, over there to their communities. Um, and then they were able to help Still She Rises here in Tulsa, which is um, another great organization. So um, so yeah, so there's, there's lots of really great things. And then we also do custom orders. Um, you know, anything that you can dream up and put on a coffee bag. We have one guy that does his Christmas card every year with coffee and puts it, they put their family photo on the label and send it out to their friends and family during the holidays. Um, so we get to do a lot of fun things and things that, you know, I never, you know, we're, we're all meant to be creative and we're, we're creative beings and um, we can be as creative as possible. If somebody has an idea and wants to dream it up, we'll, we'll, we'll help you do it. So um, that's kind of some fun stuff we get to do. Yeah, so it sounds like to me there's a uh, a, a bearded theologian blend. Yeah, I was works. actually getting ready to ask: um, do, we, do we get our own? When do we get our own blend? Um, uh, and and you know, uh, given our state of things, you know, we don't want to raise any money. We just want to have something you know, with, our, with <laughs> we, our stuff on it. We, just, uh, we can make that happen. Famous. I know you guys already have yes. cups. Uh, yeah, oh, we have more than uh, just cups. <laughs> a plethora, <laughs> uh, a plethora of cups and t-shirts and stickers. Um, and so it's always uh, fun to share. Uh, so, you know, um, we're definitely crunched for time today, uh, and definitely would love to, you know, we'll definitely, you know, feel free to come back on anytime that you would yeah, like. Yeah. Um, um, I hate to say it, you're not the first Deaconess we've had on the program. Uh, you're our second one. Uh, we, we had one, actually, we had one talk about, uh, the, that call, uh, gosh, it's been two, three years now. Um, but, um, you know, we're definitely thankful for you and the, and the work that you do uh, in the community and uh, uh, so glad to hear what you're doing and looking forward to hearing from you more in the future. Um, and so um, do you have anything else you'd like to share before we wrap it up today? You know, I just really appreciate you guys having me on and, and let me share a little bit about, about our coffee and, and our ministry and really um, maybe changing people's perspective, kind of asking those tough questions about, you know, what's in your cup and where did it come from and, um, and, and how, how, you know, how can we get there? And we haven't even touched on, you know, the whole hospitality and the church thing. And what, is, what does that say? Uh, what does that say about your church when, you know, you're known for bad coffee? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we can, we can go there another day too, but yeah. Like I said, I, I really appreciate you guys and we'll work on a blend for y'all. We'll make that happen. <laughs> yeah. So when you get the blend, you can come back on the show. We'll talk about that That's and yeah. the blend. let's just, let's just agree upon that. Okay. Uh, I think that would be a great way of doing that. Um, so yeah, thank you for your time today. And like I said, we'll definitely get you back on and, and have you, uh, you know, share more and definitely have those conversations around hospitality. That's something that's really big for Zach and mm -hmm. I, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, definitely look forward to having you on, uh, at a later date as well. And so, uh, for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.